Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Iceman, Jeff Trenopole. And as always, I bring you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio. Home of some of the best barbecue in the nation. Midwest best, baby. They got Uno Wings. They got G-Funk. They got CTB Wings. They got delicious chili. Dude, it is awesome. Go check out Midwest Best. Tell you every day, go out, go check out Midwest Best, not only for their wings, but their pulled pork sandwiches and everything else they got going on there. Their macaroni and cheese is delicious. There's not a thing there I don't like. Every time I talk about it, it makes me hungry. Anyway, what's going on, everybody? Friday, February 22nd, 2024. Thanks for watching. If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. I'm live streaming on ZTV Online, YouTube, Facebook, X, Rumble. And if you're listening on the podcast later on, it's on uh, Beanpot, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher Play, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. I appreciate you guys. And as always, I'm coming to you live from this glorious place down here. It's the Ice Cave. And the Ice Cave is brought to my T Properties. T Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out the website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. I know we're talking Bearcats today, but you know we hit the jackpot when we drafted Joe Burrow. So if you wanted the jackpot Joey gear, the hats, the hoodies, the flags, any of that stuff, make sure you go right there to jackpotjoey9.com. Remember, portion of the proceeds go to the Joe Burrow Foundation. So you're not only wearing cool stuff, but you're helping out Joe's foundation. And that's what we all need to do is try to help each other out. So it's a good cause. So make sure you go check that out. What is up to everybody in the chat? We got Stranger in there. Brad's in there. Johnny Paps, my boy. Brad's in there. Joey Cars, ETV, what's up? Kevin's in there. Uh, and Brad. All right, guys. I don't know if you heard this or not, but I just happened to be flipping around, and the NHL All-Star Game is happening this weekend. And I don't talk hockey much because we don't have a hockey team. But I thought this was kind of interesting, and I tweeted it out, and it's freaking blowing up. But the NHL commissioner was talking about different possible cities of the NHL possibly expanding to sometime, and one that he said that actually came out of his mouth was Cincinnati, Ohio. And I'm going, what? Really? I'm like, wow, okay. So, Take that for what it's worth, but it's a NHL press conference during the NHL All-Star game, and he said Cincinnati. He also said, like, five other cities, too. So, either way, I'm down for it. I would love to get an NHL franchise. Anyway, we are talking Bearcats here right now. We got Eric Rothman. He is from ESPN. He is a broadcaster. He broadcasts a lot of the Bearcat games. And the Bearcats are coming off a tough, tough loss again. 69-65 to West Virginia. Their next game is this Saturday. Tech, at Texas Tech on ESPN Plus again at 6 o'clock. Let's get to Eric. Eric, what's going on, my man? What's up, Jeff? Man, you got me hungry with that barbecue. It's like 10 minutes from my house. And I oh, know, dude. Go there after, after we talk here. Dude, I'm telling you, go go there. It's I'm <laughs> on the west side. It's like 45 minutes from me, but I go there as often as I can. Go get if you like wings. Like the, the G Funk is good. The CTB wings are good. The Uno wings are good. I mean, there 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 isn't a bad thing there. If you want, they got pulled pork. I, mean, anyway, I, I got all kinds <laughs> of food, I keep going off, but I love it so much. But anyway, uh, just give everybody a little bit of background about yourself and uh, and uh, and how and how many and how you became a, a broadcaster. Yeah, so I grew up uh, Cincinnati area. I'm, a, I'm an East Side kid. Uh, went to Amelia High School, um, and then. Um, Went to, went to college for broadcasting, moved out to California kind of on a whim and, and started um, broadcasting. I worked for the, the Lakers uh, minor league team for a long time and um, kind of worked my way up through uh, through ESPN. I was out there for 
uh, with ESPN for about seven years. And then I moved, my family and I moved back here to Cincinnati this past summer and been lucky that, that, um, you know, ESPN has been very accommodating, uh, with my schedule and allowed me to do some, some hometown games, which has been really cool and something I always wanted to do. And, um, it's been a lot of fun. So it's been a fun season. I know, you know, for fans, you know, like you, not as many wins as you'd be hoping for at this point, but there's been a lot of exciting, uh, games and it's an exciting team. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised because we haven't been getting our asses kicked, but just, good God, we lose every game by either four or two points. And let's just talk about this last game in West Virginia. We had this game, man, and Victor Lockton had a terrible game. Um, but why at the end of the game is he chucking up a three-pointer? Why is Dade – I mean, they had time, Eric. I mean, they were, they were da- it's either tied or they were down by two. I can't remember which. And there's like two minutes, maybe, maybe less than two minutes left. And they're going down there just throwing up three-pointers – like it's last second shots. I'm like, what are you doing? I mean, do you think it was uh, it was all because Johnny uh, Newman got hurt? Because he like when he got hurt, they just went whoop. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it was just you know Newman getting hurt. I, I think that you know, look, you're up ten points with what six and a half minutes to go, right? Um, and it seemed like everything was kind of going your you know Cincinnati's way. It was re- really similar to um, the the game last week, the UCF game, where they struggled. Cincinnati struggled in the first half, and then kind of blew the doors off in the second half. And that kind of seemed like what was going to happen there in West Virginia. And um, you know, I think you know, I think with Cincinnati, whether it's Newman or or whoever, the the margin for error is so thin that yes. when you have a guy you know with an injury, I, I think probably what gut, what doesn't get talked about enough is CJ Frederick's injury yes. and how that's impacted yes. the whole season because. In situations like what happened in West Virginia, he's going to be your guy, right? He's going to be your guy that's you need going to a guy shoot, that, makes shots. that last shot. Yeah, right. Exactly. And so when you don't have that guy, when you don't have the one guy that you know, okay, we're working to play for him to get a three-pointer, a last-second shot, whatever it is, then you're relying on guys that aren't as experienced. You're relying on a Dan Skillings. You're relying on a Day-Day Thomas. In this case, Victor Lockett, look, it wasn't a good shot. He hadn't, he hadn't no. made a field goal all game. So, no. you know, that's not the shot that sure coach, coach would have wanted. So. Right. I think I think it's that's that's when you look at these close games that Frederick hasn't played in. To me, that's the missing piece, right? It's it's when you have a margin of error that's so thin already, you lose a guy like Frederick, and it's like, okay, well, in these tight games, who's going to be our guy? There's been games, you know, where guys have stepped up. You know, Skillings has stepped up a couple right. times. You know, Day Day had a great game against TCU, yep. um, but there hasn't been that consistency that you're looking for that probably the, the upper echelon teams in, in the big 12 have. Yeah, exactly. I, I agree with that completely. There's not a guy like a Steve Logan or like a Kenyon Martin or, or guys like that who are like, all right, give that guy the ball and he's either going to make the shot or he's going to at least get you in the right play, you know, to, to, to make the right pass to make the right, right decision. We don't have that guy right there. I thought, I mean, Dan Skillings has made a, a shot to win a game. Day Day's made a shot to win a game. But they're not consistent. I mean, the thing is that I like about this team is it's frustrating, but they are in all these games. Yeah. The thing is, for me, I'm looking forward to, to ne- not forward, but looking to next year of, of what they're getting out of this year. As long as they don't get to the point where they're like, geez, what, we can't win a game. And they, you know, they lose their confidence. That's the part where I, I, I'm, I'm afraid that might happen. But if they can get through this, and next year you can go through this, and they can figure out who that guy is. Next year bodes well for them to have a pretty good uh, a team next year, I think. Because pretty much, as long as everybody doesn't transfer, because you, you never know in this day and age of yeah. college basketball, they could have a pretty good team next year. 
Yeah, I mean, I think the transfer is the key thing. I, I think, you know, for, for Cincinnati this year, it's about establishing an identity in this conference, right? What kind of a team are you going to be that you can go recruit off of, right? right. Because, you know, you're now talking to a different type of player than you've talked to in the American Conference or Conference USA or even in the Big East when, you know, when, when you were there. So you have to, it's, it's, it's a sport now where the players have all the leverage, right? Because they can transfer, yeah. they can seek NIL deals. They can, so if you're a recruit, if you're a transfer recruiter, you're a recruit, recruit coming out of high school or junior college, whatever it is, it, you know, it's, it's, it's a buyer's market, you know, if you're the player. So you, what is Cincinnati in the big 12? That's what I would ask if I'm a player. And so I think they've done an excellent job this year of establishing the kind of team that they are. And if they build off of this, and my guess is this is the type of team that Wes Miller wants to build. So he's going to continue to get guys that kind of match this, this, mm -hmm. MO. but Hard nosed defense, rebounding, you know, going to knock guys on their butts. You know, that's the culture you're building. And so that's going to attract those types of players that want to play in that type of system. This is year one. So, you know, recruits out there had no idea what, you know, what they were going to get with right. the, in, in the Big 12. So I think, I think Wes Miller has done a great job. Uh, you know, the transfers he's, he's brought in, I think, have, um, you know, probably over excelled a little bit uh, compared to what they've done in the past. I think you look at Day Day Thomas. To me, I, I'm a huge Day Day fan. I know, I know the fans. Um, you know, at the beginning of the season, were kind of down on him and you know wanting a little bit more. I think he's got he's gotten better as the season's progressed. Gotten better. John Newman offensively has has grown leaps and bounds. You know, skillings you see flashes of it. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so are you where you want to be? To your point, no. But I agree with you that if this is the type of you know, culture and a product that you're building that you can go out on the recruiting trail and say, Hey, this is what UC basketball means. And there's no, there's gonna be no easy games. And these are the type of players that we want. I think it's a lot easier to attract guys that way. Right. Exactly. When you say that, I mean, it, it reminds me of Huggins. I mean, yeah. tenacious defense, rebounding, you know, uh, 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 guarding your asses off. That's, that's Bearcat basketball in general. That's, that's what we, cut our teeth on back in the 90s of, of being a team that went to the Final Four and Elite Eights and all, all, all the success we had back then. So I love that part. And, and not only like like Biggie here says, he said, we got the kid from uh, from Taft coming in next year, uh, Rayvon. So that that's even – that right there to itself is going to make this, this team next year even better. So the point is this. I think we're on the right track. It's yeah. just – like I said, my, my thing – we got to win some of these, I think, because of the the mental point of this for these kids, you know they work this hard, they work this hard, and they keep losing, and they keep you know they keep losing by a little or a lot. Well, not a lot. Actually, that's the thing, Eric. They haven't got blown out of any game in this Big Twelve. I mean, because when I saw them play Xavier, which for some awful reason we can't beat Xavier, I have no <laughs> idea why. Xavier can shoot the ball out of their ass and it goes in. Yeah. <laughs> but the Bearcats can't hit out broadside of the barn. But that game and then the the, the Dayton game were our two. Yeah toughest games in preseason other than that we're really playing but that's where i'm like man i don't know about this but the way they've they've competed and and the defense has been the biggest thing for me of, and, and rebounding those are two those have been the two consistent things that this team has done the offense if it could ever get, be consistent we would have won almost all these games yeah well, I, mean, I called that um dayton game and i left there going it's gonna be it's gonna be a long season <laughs> yeah i was thinking the same um, thing man and and you know credit to the coaching staff and credit to Wes Miller 
you know, he's a fiery dude and, you know, he's not going to let stuff like that, you know, stand and they've made adjustments and, um, you know, there's going to be probably three, four, five games you're going to look back on at the end of this year and go, gosh, man, we win that. We win that Texas game. We win that West Virginia game. We win that Baylor game. You know, like it's a completely all different. It's all, Eric, yeah. it's all of them. I mean, all of them. Yeah. We could have yeah. won yeah. all of them. We could have yeah. been undefeated in the Big 12. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I it's mean, not far-fetched. I, I, I will say, you know, I, I'm more than most, um, you know, weigh home losses differently than away losses. I, mm-hmm. I mean, you look at that West Virginia loss the other night. It's like, yes, is that a, is that a really hard loss? You're up by 10, six and a half minutes to go a hundred percent. Yeah. But I'm under the belief that it is damn near impossible to win on the road in conference play in a good conference, like the right. big 12. And That's so if the best, you do it's the best conference too, by the way. Yeah. It, so if you do get a road win, it's just like cherry on top. I don't care how many t- how much you're winning by, you know, what point in the game it's right. the home wins, right? It's the one point loss to Texas. It's, yep. you know, it's the Oklahoma game where you couldn't, you couldn't make a basket in the second shot, like both the second half, you know, those are the games where you, you wish you had those back the away games. Okay. It's a, you can kind of, kind of, um, you know, compartmentalize that a little bit, but I think it's tough. You know, I, again, I go back to the CJ Frederick in, injury. This team is a team that is averaging, I think, 68 points per game in, in conference play, right? So you have to go in in the best conference in the country and hold teams to under 70 points, right? right. To give yourself a chance to win. And that's really, really difficult to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a testament to how good they are defensively that they've done it almost every single, <laughs> every single right. game. Right. And, and, you know, they're just, you you know, you mentioned, but they're just missing that one piece. I don't know if CJ Frederick's that guy, but I do know that, you know, you look at the dynamic of what that offense is with him on the floor and him off the floor. He's a 45% three point shooter. Right. And this is a team that shoots, I think 28% in conference play. They, they've shot from three. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you bring a guy like that onto the floor and all of a sudden the defense has to focus on him. They can't focus on skillings. They can't focus on lock-in or, or whoever it is. Um, and that leaves leaves those guys open to, to make opportunities. And, and so it's just tough. It's, it's just a tough spot to be in it. And, you know, if he comes back, if Frederick comes back in the next week and is healthy for the Big 12 tournament, who knows? I mean, you know, you've right. shown, you know they've, they've shown what they can do against this conference. So. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they shot, I think, 33 pointers in, in the, the last game that, that you did. Yeah, yeah, that, that's the thing. It's like, like, and that's one thing that when they went on the run and got their lead, they, for the first time I saw, they st- stopped shooting three-pointers. And, and for a little while, they started getting the ball down low. And that's like, I'll be sitting screaming at the TV, quit shooting three-pointers, they're not going in. Which, I mean, yeah. I know everybody wants to shoot three-pointers. That's the new way of, of, of basketball now, which I'm not a big fan of. But that's the thing. Is like, you, you, everybody's like, oh, the next one's going to go in. The next one's going to go in. That's where sometimes I wish Wes would just go, get the ball down low. We got two seven, three seven-footers. I mean, yeah. we're bigger than everybody. Give them the well, ball and let them go score. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a part of it. But, I mean, I think if you go back and you look at that game uh, against West Virginia, where they really started to take off is when they brought in Day-Day and Jizzle. Yes, together, yes. Which, like which they don't they do not do very often. Right. Um, and every analyst that I've worked with this year, um, and I worked with Tim Welsh uh, on uh, the other night in West Virginia, and we've called a couple Cincinnati games together. He was a former coach of Providence. Every time he's called a Cincinnati game, goes on air. He says it. I wish they would put those two on the floor more. It's not to say that that combination is going to work for ten or fifteen minutes at a time, but I think what you what you saw there in that five six minute stretch in the second half is it's a different tempo. Um, 
they're both really good handling the basketball and, and driving into the lane. And that opens up easy baskets for Bandego or for Lockin or mm-hmm. a kick out to Skillings or, or whoever it is. So I like that dynamic. I, I was, I thought it was, an, you know, I, I didn't really understand why they went away from that in the, in the, down the stretch, um, you know, there against West Virginia, because it was working so well uh, to start of the second half. I'm not a coach, but who knows? But um, you play one on TV, but, though, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, you <laughs> you stayed at Holiday Inn last night. I played, I played one on TV. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I would like to see you know some some more stuff like that because I think you're right. In a game where you know they made they were what, one for ten or one for eleven from three in the in the in the first half, and then they did start going down in the second half. But you know when that's when that's all you're relying on, it's you know it's the age old sayings, right? Live by the three, die die by the three, and that's yep. kind of what happened there in the last you know two minutes of that game. Yeah, exactly. And I agree with you putting the James and Day Day on there because it gives you two elite ball handlers on there to help yeah. get get them in, in the situation, especially when going down the stretch and you're under pressure. You know, you don't really want the ball in Victor Lockin's hand. You know, you want it in Day Days or, or Jizzles. And, you know, they, they, they've shown to make the best decisions. I mean, out of everybody we have right now, I mean, I mean, Day Days lost the ball and that, we've turned the ball over way too many times this year to be honest that's another i mean that's on you know the ball handling there but the other thing is we've missed a lot a lot of easy shots i didn't notice it so much uh in the western junior game but games in the past before I probably, you've probably seen them where they go up they've missed dunks they'll miss easy put back we get the rebounds they put it back up miss it grab it again put it back up that's a lot of stuff that i that i'm surprised of. i've never seen a team Missed that many easy, you know, back in the day we call them bunnies, but yeah. easy, easy layoffs like that. Yeah, I mean, I think you know it's a matter of execution, and I mean, the one thing that they do well that makes up for it is you know they're what they're top ten or twelve in the nation in offensive rebounding. So you know they do a good job of getting those second chance points and and, and those opportunities. But but you know it's the same thing when it's you know layoffs or, or free throws or turnovers, right? That's that's execution, and you know. But you have to also, as a fan, I think, and I know a lot of times it's hard. So that's trust me, I know from being fans of plenty of of you know average to you know good teams over the years, not not University of Cincinnati, but is you have to you have to look at the makeup of the roster, right? You look at a guy like you know Dan Skillings, who's been playing basketball since you know ninth, tenth grade. I mean, he's barely played organized yeah, basketball. Yeah, he's that's, a sophomore. You know, you got a guy like, um, you know, Dede Thomas, who is his first year in Division One, mm-hmm. and he's 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 arguably one of the best defensive guards in the best conference, you know, in the country. Jizzle uh, James is a true freshman. Um, you know, Newman is probably the only guy on the roster that you look like that you look at and, and has had you know significant big time college level experience. I mean, even Aziz, I mean, he was at Utah Valley. I mean, you're not playing a ton of big time games at Utah right. Valley. So, I think you look at it like that and you go, man. All these guys from where they were last year, most of them, you know, transfers to now playing in front of twelve thousand people, you know, at Fifth Third Arena, the place is rocking. Or even more on the road, yeah. Against, yeah, exactly, and against top twenty-five competition, it's like, well, yeah, they're gonna make, you know, they're gonna make mistakes, and and do you want your execution to be better a hundred percent? But you know, it's it's tough to be mad when you know two minutes left in every single game. You're right, you're you're right there. Yeah, (laughs) you're in it exactly. Uh, Let's get some of the. uh, Questions here. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the biggest says, uh, "What was the last time UC has been a good shooting th- shooting threes?" Uh, yeah, he says Steve Logan. That's probably the. La- and we've never been a team that was good at shooting threes. We've had a player, you know, yeah. 
that that could shoot. I, that that's that's what I always remember. And I, I don't remember us actually being. But that's one thing I, I think, and that's the new formula. You know, thanks to the Golden State Warriors and in basketball in general. And West wants to play like that. He wants them to shoot a lot, a lot of threes. And these, the the threes they're shooting for the most part, they're open. I mean, they're not bad shots. They're just not making them. You know, I mean, if they go down, we're winning all these games. So I mean, I can't like like except for Victor Lockins, that one out, and and Day Day Thomas, you know, those two are bad. But for for the most part, for that last game, it's in the rhythm of the offense, and that's one thing that I have noticed too is it's not a lot of ball stoppage or whatever. You know, it's a lot of ball movement and 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 movement of, of the players, which I personally like. I think that's fun to watch, and it's like, that's why I have a hard time getting in the, into the NBA anymore because it's all just. Yeah. One guy dribbles, and then he shoots a three-pointer, and I just have a hard time getting into it. Anymore. I, I grew up with Bird, Magic, and Jordan. <laughs> you know, the, right. the real NBA, I call it. Now, now I don't know yeah. what that stuff is. <laughs> but anyway, but that, that's one thing that, that I do think is is interesting and how well Coach West has this team. That yeah. that keeps them in this game. They don't get out of what they do. They don't get out of their defense. They, they're always where they're supposed to be. It's just the shots. Most of it's just the shots aren't going in. And, yeah. you know, and that, that's kind of hard to – I don't know how you fix that. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, well, I, it's it's a it's a personnel thing, and I know I, I've, I I'm going to keep repeating myself. Yeah, but, I don't think you can you fix know, it this year. Yeah, well, add but problem. but to me, to me, I think I go again. I go back to CJ Frederick. So when mm-hmm. you add him into the lineup, so just just you know, let's play hypothetical, right? Okay. So you have Frederick, who's in the lineup. Let's right. say he's been in the lineup the entire conference season. Let's say he's shooting forty to forty five percent, like he's shot, you know, his his entire career. So when you have a guy like that in the lineup, you have it's a trickle down effect, right? So then all of a sudden, because CJ Frederick's out there, Lukosius doesn't have to shoot five or six threes a game. He can shoot right. two or three. Dan Skillings, instead of shooting three or four, can shoot one or two. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know you're going in a, in a situation like Cincinnati has, where if you look up and down the roster, you got one you know proven three point shooter of, over the course of his college career, and that's CJ Frederick. And if, honestly, if you look around the country, you know it's a luxury if you have a college team that's got two really good three point shooters. Yes, um, you know most teams have one really good guy. So if you're losing that guy, then somebody else has to pick up you know pick up the slack. And you know, unfortunately for Cincinnati, they just haven't gotten the consistency out of Lukosius and Skillings. Um, you know, from the three-point line that they, that they've needed. Um, you know, Skillings has stepped up and he's done a lot of other things. You know, really well. I mean, you look what he did in the Kansas game and and the UCF he's, game. Dude, he's extremely athletic. I mean, he's yeah, making... but I, he, no, I was just gonna say, I hundred percent agree. I think I think he has been fine in that role of having to step up without CJ there because he can do a lot of different things. I think where it's hurt is how much they've needed to rely on Lukosius. Yeah. Um, from three, and he just, you know, he just hasn't been as, as consistent. So, do you know anything about uh, the the time frame of, of, of Frederick coming back? Have you heard anything? Uh, I it's been like every. I mean, I think I've I've had at least one or two Cincinnati games over the last couple of weeks, and every time I think it was maybe the UCF game. I was told that that was going to be the last one out, but then then West came out the next day and said he was still two weeks away. So, yeah. so who knows? I, you know, I, That's I, the thing. it's been it's been tricky. There there has been a timeline of this. So, I yeah. mean, it's, it's a hamstring. Hamstrings are, are tricky. So that's kind of well, you see. I mean, listen, you see how a star player who comes back from injury can impact the team because oh, you saw it in West Virginia. I mean, Jesse Edwards yeah. been out for six weeks and. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesse Edwards was, you know, I, I called the, um, the West Virginia game at the beginning of the season. 
right when he had gotten uh, beginning of the conference season, right when he had gotten hurt. And Josh, their their head coach, is like, listen, like my whole offense was around him. Like right, right. I, I don't know what I'm going to do now. <laughs> and so they, you know, they they struggled. I mean, they, they had some couple good home wins against um, Texas and Kansas, but you know, they got they lost on the road to Oklahoma State. I mean, a team that hadn't you know hadn't won a conference game. And Edwards, that was his first game back. He only played 10 or 12 minutes. But now he's healthy, and you see what a guy like that does and opens up the rest of the team. And I think, you know, I don't know if necessarily C.J. Fredericks on that same talent level as Jesse Edwards is, but again, I think it goes. It speaks to what coaches can do when they have a full arsenal of you know talent at their disposal. One thing I saw about Edwards, I I, I saw um, the stuff they did with him offensively. I'm not probably not this year, but Bandego next year with the, especially the, the pick and roll with the alley oop. Yeah. I would love to see them do that with with Bendigo. I mean that they can do that now. And I, I like I said, I think Bendigo could eventually evolve into maybe not as good as him, but you know, getting more more post moves and stuff. I think he has the athletic ability and the touch around the rim to do it. He just, you know, it's first year in in Big Twelve. He went from you know uh, South Dakota State or wherever, wherever it was last year. So one thing now I was surprised about we and I hate. <laughs> I hate blame, blaming the refs for stuff because we didn't lose these games because of the refs. I, I will tell you that. Did you do the TCU game? I can't remember. Yes. Okay. Um, I can't think of the guy, the guard's name now. His, his dad played in the uh, NBA. But he's still out of bounds when he jumped from out of bounds back in to, to get the rebound. Some yeah. of these calls, and again, this, these, none of these calls to cost this game, but I am surprised at how bad I think the refereeing is in the Big 12. I, I just thought it would be – a lot better being this this you know big conference and everything. Uh, you've done more Big Twelves. Is that a, 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 just in the Bearcat games, or have you noticed it uh, league wide? So that's Jameer Nelson Jr. Uh, Jameer Nelson, the, yes, thank yeah, you, thank yeah. you. Yes. Um, I, so I, from what I've gathered, talking to the coaches in the league and talking to my analysts, you know, who are former coaches, who understand it, you know, I think one of the th- one of the things that probably doesn't get talked about enough with um, how spread out these conferences are, mm-hmm. are how many games these referees are calling. Right. And how much travel they're doing and how, how, like, I'm sorry, there's just no way you can travel across the country four or five times a week <laughs> and be at your best. And especially some of these guys are 66 in their sixties, you right. know, and mm-hmm. you're running up and down the court and it's not, to, you know, it's a hard job. I get it. Um, so I, I, to me, I think it's more of, I don't think it's lack of, you know, the quality referees. I think that, I think the referees are quality. I think that, I, I think that they are, they're taking on, in my opinion, too much, too much in too short of amount of time. And I get it. They're trying to make as much money as they can. And this is the life and, yeah. you know, all power to you, but you know, you, you don't want to go down, like look at the referee and crew and go, okay, this is the guy's fifth game in six days. Like good for us. Like, <laughs> right. like yeah, like, you don't, you he, don't, he went you don't from Texas that. to West Virginia to Cincinnati to over there. Yeah. Yeah. But I will say, I will say, and I can't, I, I can't remember which coach um, said this the other day. Um, and before which game I, uh, I wish I could remember, but he was, he was even, he was saying that, you know what, even given that he's like, I'm going to take, if I have the opportunity to take the best ref on this fifth day of, you know, a five game stretch versus a bad ref who has had a week off. He's like, I'm yeah. taking the, you know, I'm going to take my chances with, with the better ref. So right. I think it's just, you know, kind of a crapshoot as to what yeah. you're going to get game in and game out. Yeah, exactly. So, well, Eric, you said 30 minutes. I appreciate you coming on. Um, 
What's the next game you're going to be broadcasting of the Bearcats? Or, or the next game in general you're going to be broadcasting to people? Yeah, yeah, I've got Bearcats the rest of the way. Like I said, it's been uh, my non-conference. is kind of crazy all over the place, but they've been they've been nice in keeping me home. Uh, so I've got Cincinnati, uh, Iowa State. I believe that'll be on. I think they, have, they haven't announced yet. It'll be on, either be on ESPN2 or ESPNU. And then um, uh, Oklahoma State and Kansas State. i got both those games, UC games. So looking forward to it. Awesome. Well, do me a favor. T- t- if you could tell somebody to put it on ESPN News sometime, that just that'd just be nice. <laughs> hey, man, it's not going. Trust me, it's not going anywhere. They, oh, I know. ESPN I know Plus is the way of the future, and oh, I know. and I keep getting told the ratings are are bigger than on you know on ESPNU. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what they keep doing. But they might get rid of like all. It It'll be ESPN two, ESPN and ESPN Plus. And that's it. They get rid of the rest of them. <laughs> yeah, I'll be on your computer. There you <laughs> go. All right, Eric. I appreciate you, man. Hey. Anybody you want to plug anything before I let you go? No, man, that's it. I appreciate it. Um, you know, it's good to be back in Cincinnati. I, I really enjoy it. Fans are great. I, I, I will say, you know, I've, I've been on the West Coast, um, you know, Pac-12, West Coast Conference over the years. Um, I To me, I think Fifth Third Arena might be uh, of the arenas that I've been in for big games, conference games, second only to, to um, the McCarthy Athletic Center, which is where Gonzaga plays. I mean, I think it is when, oh, when that awesome. place is 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 filled mm-hmm. and loud, it's a fantastic environment. I think, you know, Bearcats fans should 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 soak that in because that's not a that's not a thing that happens most places. Um, oh, know, yeah. It's a great, it's, great environment. It's nuts there. What they redid it a couple of years ago compared to yeah, the Shoemaker one. When I, I went there, when I was a shoemaker where you sit up in the corners and you look down and you'd see the student yeah. section. You had to look that way to see the court. I mean, that place – is immaculate. I'll put that basketball arena up against anybody. And, and yeah, it's, my it's favorite, a great environment. And my favorite for the football is if you ever go to a football game, go to Nip at Night. That is one of the coolest environments. It's not gonna be as big as the SEC down there, but for what it is, Nip at Night yeah. is freaking awesome. Yeah, it's great. I appreciate it, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Take it easy, Eric. Thanks, buddy. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Shout out to my former neighbor Jim for hooking me up with that, which I probably should have told him I was gonna have him on. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't tell him. So, anyway, I was pretty cool having Eric on. Like I said, he's he's going to be broadcasting uh, not this Saturday. I don't know who's going to be broadcasting this Saturday. Uh, he's going to be on ESPN Plus, but he will be broadcasting a couple more Bearcat games. So, yes, um, just to get back to the NHL thing real quick. I think it'll be awesome. Um, I it's my tweet I put out is blown up. Um, so for people who don't know, I said at the beginning of the show that the NFL NFL NHL commissioner. Uh, said now he said this because this weekend is the NHL All Star Game, so tonight's a skills competition. And for those of you who don't know, I love hockey. My son grew up playing travel hockey, so we traveled all over. But this is before I even started doing doing this show when he was back in uh, middle school, elementary school, high school, all the way. He played for University of Cincinnati his freshman year. So I, I'm a big hockey guy. Um, I don't talk about it a lot because well, we don't have a hockey team. Um, but the NHL commissioner came out and they were asking him about possible cities for an NHL team, and he mentioned Cincinnati, which I'm like, really? Like that would be awesome. And then a big debate came out is on Twitter. It's like, well, where are they going to put it? Well, you know all this stuff. Like, look, for me, if you're getting, if we get an NHL franchise, you tear down. I still call it the Coliseum, US Bank, whatever the hell they call it now. Tear that one down and put it right there. And you. And people are like, oh, you can have the NHL team in that arena. Now, if you've ever been to an NHL arena, go watch a Columbus Blue Jackets game. Nationwide Arena is awesome. It's a great place to go watch a hockey game. That's what we need. And people are like, well, I don't know if you Some people have said, well, I don't know if we can fit it in there. Well, again, showing my age, if you guys are around when they built the new baseball stadium, 
the way they had it was river front was here the coliseum was here and there was a walkway <laughs> and they fit the baseball stadium in between that so they fit the, the baseball gabp in between all that they can tear the coliseum down and build a new nhl arena down there in my opinion there's lots of engineering uh engineering ingenuity around that could do that and then the next debate was what do you call them and I look back in the '70s. They had the W, the World Hockey League, and that's if you don't know, they merged with the NHL, and for some reason, our team got cut. And our team was the Cincinnati Stingers, which is they're really cool looking sweaters and everything. I just have a hard time with it being black and yellow. It's too much like the freaking Pittsburgh, and like if you call them the Stingers. You can't make it orange and black. It'd be a stinger. That'd be a stinger. It's like a yellow jacket, a bumblebee. I'm like, I don't know. So my choice would be the Cincinnati Cyclones. You know, red, black, white. You know, the Cyclones. That's why I like the big ball. Anyway, I started geeking out about it. I got excited about it. This might not happen at all. It might be. If it does, it might be 10 years down the line. I think it would be awesome. But hey, if you guys want to tweet out the uh, NHL to Cincinnati hashtag or I got it out there somewhere because somebody, I think since his shirt started something like that. So you guys want to tweet that out and tell the NHL we want them to come here. Because, look, some people told me, they're like, well, they can't do that because Columbus Blue Jackets are, are up there. I'm like, um, well, we have the Cincinnati or the FCC and we have the Columbus crew. So that's MLS. And we so, and don't tell me we can't sell stuff out. Because I was at a Psychos game uh, about a month ago, and that thing was damn near sold out. And we had uh, the Bengals that just got done. That was the night the Bengals lost to, to Kansas City. So, and uh, there's been games where FC, FCC was, was, uh, FC was sold out. The Bengals were playing. The Bearcats were playing. And all of them were sold out. So don't tell me we can't support another team. Uh, we, we can do it, especially they got to win. Either way, I think it would be awesome. But we'll see what happens. That's just the news that I found out today. Anyway, guys, thanks for watching. I appreciate it. You guys have a wonderful weekend. Uh, if you checked out the show, do me a favor. Hit those thumbs up. Hit the likes. Hit the subscribe subscription. Please share it out to everybody, as many people as you can. Tell them about Sports Strawberry Ice. Um, next week, uh, we have a giveaway. I kind of tweeted out because Graham Ashcraft is going to come on the show. Joe Farsing and, and uh, Reds Daily. Uh, Paul? Uh, I forgot his name. I got it written down. He's going to be on. He's going to be giving away um, two autographed Graham Ashcraft cards. So make sure you go to ZTV online, subscribe to my channel, go follow uh, Reds Daily on Instagram, YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Please do all that, and we will put you in the wheel of names for a chance to win the autograph baseball cards for Graham Ashcraft. Again, let me get back to this here real quick. Uh, for the draft, we are doing uh, Project Game Day. is going to be hosting an event April 27th. For the draft at Midwest Best Barbecue, uh, they're there to raise money. Since hats gonna be there selling some of their hats, raising money for the city of Marici. Uh, there's gonna be uh, prizes there, raffles, all kinds of great chicken wings. There's a chance Corey Dillon might be there. Trent Irwin told me he's not gonna be able to make it, so that was kind of out the window. So anyway, make sure you guys are if you're in town for April 27th for the draft, go check that out. Other than that, you guys have a wonderful day. It's Friday, baby. Let's go have some fun and. I'll be back Monday with Bengals captain, the one and only Corey Dillon. Maybe BSG will be on. I don't know. We'll have to see. Because I know you guys miss BSG. Other than that, you guys have a wonderful day. Throw it up, baby. That's just sports, baby. See ya!